0: Good words, good photography, and good food. What a combination. These all come together in one person, and that person is my guest today. Howdy disciples, and welcome to the Creator's Calling Podcast. My name is Kurt Matson, and I am delighted to be your host as we have the opportunity to visit with Kay Schrock. Now you may know Kay by another name, a Ranch Mom is her handle on her Instagram page, her blog, and her website. Kay is a multi-talented artist who has a heart for the encouragement of others through Christ. And as you'll see, as we get to know her a little, that heart shines through, and Jesus is at the very core of all that she does. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, get ready. This is going to be time Well spent. Kay Schrock, welcome to the Creators Calling Podcast. Thank you, Kurt.
1: It's sure good to be here talking to you today.
0: Well, I am so excited to have you on. You know, I first, you know, ran across uh, your Instagram page and that, and it is so encouraging and all of the different ways that you minister to people, the different talents that you have, uh, it is just, it's really powerful stuff. And I was so excited when you said you'd be on the podcast. It's like, oh, this is so good. Mm-hmm. So really looking forward to what the Lord's going to gonna do uh, as you, as you share with us today. So you're very much appreciated being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, let's start off this way. Give us a little bit about your personal background, uh, where you were raised, you know, how you were raised, that kind of thing. Your interests, which you've got, you've got so many different talents. It's it's really interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing more about those as we go through the <laughs> podcast. And then transition over into how did you come to know the Lord? We'll mm-hmm. kind of start there. Sure.
1: Well, um, I come from a big family. I have seven siblings. Um, oh,
0: wow.
1: And I come from a Christian home. And it's a little bit non-traditional. We we grew up in a, my parents went to a very strict church, uh, Mennonite. I don't know if a lot of people know about Amish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's similar to the Amish, except they drive cars. So I grew up in a very strict um, Mennonite church, uh, or yeah, church and home. Mm-hmm. But my dad did not grow up in that kind of church. And so he liked to travel. Um, <laughs> oh. And so we traveled a lot. I grew up traveling all over the U S with my family and it wasn't like, you know, vacation travel. It was like work, you know, for different jobs and things.
0: Okay. Um,
1: by the time I was, you know, by the time I got married, I would lived in, I don't know, probably 20 different States and yeah. Well, maybe not 20, but you know, 15, something like that. So yeah, we wow. traveled around a lot and yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a gave me a broader uh, view of the United States probably than a lot of people when they're when they're kids. But
0: yeah, I you know I suppose so. I bet that was really uh, has really been valuable to you over the years. Um, just to, again, to go back to pers- perspective and, and purviews. Of yeah, things.
1: yeah, because you know so many different subcultures in the U.S. and. You know, we went to lots of different churches. We had lots of different jobs. My dad would have lots of different jobs, so it just exposed you to a lot more of the, of the nation and, um, you know, different ways of of people doing things. And and so it's it's easy to like. It's easier to understand like where people come from, um, doing different things. And then. Because of all the travel, you know, we were never in one spot long enough for a, for an entire school year, so I ended up being homeschooled about half of every year.
0: <laughs> sometimes
1: oh, wow. the entire year. Um so yeah, I was partial. you know, I went to a Christian school sometimes, but a lot of the time we were just homeschooled or at least mm-hmm. I was. So
0: mm-hmm. Now did your mom do the homeschooling? Uh,
1: yes. Well, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did and but she picked a curriculum that was pretty much student led and so self-paced and we could kind of go at her own pace. And uh, she didn't, she wasn't real good at teaching. And so by her own admission, she never liked (laughs) it. And so we ended up doing a lot of just, you know, working through things ourself.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So So how did you end up then getting into the, you know, with all the ranching into things and then coming into that part of things?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, that didn't come into my life until after I was married for a few years. So Mm it wasn't until I met my husband because my dad wasn't really interested in you know ranching and things like that but
0: okay all right well now how then did did, what 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 time did you come to know the lord how did all that happen
1: well i was again i was raised in a christian home and so i'd heard the gospel from the time as long you know as early as i could remember Mm -hmm. and i was probably about nine or ten years old when i started feeling you know some sense of conviction about sin and like wanting to know that i'm right with the lord and you know, I prayed multiple times. I remember like being worried about dying. And so I would pray and then I would feel like, well, nothing happens. So I need to pray again. (laughs) And I wasn't close enough to my parents to feel free in talking to them. But eventually, I think it was about 12 when we had revival meetings at our church. And I guess I was old enough at that point that it really like made sense to me, the whole gospel story.
0: Mm.
1: And I just went home and I just prayed to God. And I just said, you know, I just give you my life. I'm sorry for everything I did wrong. You know, I trust Jesus to be my savior. And on my own, like I didn't tell anybody about it for several months after that, because I was just a very shy person, a very, very shy child. And I had a hard time talking about things like that. And, um, like I said, I didn't have a real close relationship with my parents. So, yeah, so I gave my heart to the Lord. Then I repented of my sin. It was very genuine. Um, and then a few years later, when I finally got the courage to talk to my mom and my dad about it, <laughs> then, we, um, then they talked to the pastor and ended up, you know, got baptized. And, and uh, yeah, so that's where that started.
0: Isn't that interesting? Um, now, when you got saved at that point were there some things that changed? I'm always interested to hear, what did the Lord do? Some people, you know, it's real gradual, and some people, it's like, man, this happened, and this, and it just depends on, you know, there's so many variables in that. Um, So what is it? What what happened with you in terms of when you got saved, and how did the Lord begin to work in your life?
1: So I was, you know, I didn't, I was like a kid. I I hadn't committed any big sins, as we think of them, Mm -hmm. but like anybody, I had a sinful nature, and I had a lot of anger. I had a real bad temper as a child and I had a problem with lying and to keep myself out of trouble or whatever. And so, you know, when I got saved, I think that was one um, problem I had earlier in my life because I thought, well, you know, there's no big change because I'm living a pretty good life to start with. But when I got saved, I started realizing all those little times of like little white lies, you know, mm-hmm. little things that were untrue that I would say, or, my you know temper outbursts at my siblings and just little by little I think those became more I became more aware that this is sin and this is what Jesus died to save me from was this sinful personality of you know anger and lying and laziness and you know grumpy (laughs) attitudes and some of those things that we tend to think well it's not so bad but you know it really is it really Mm -hmm. is
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah. Those things just creep in and, oh man, it can just cause so many challenges. Absolutely right. That's really interesting. Um, now, were were there like moments where you really had, a, or a moment or two, you know, where you really like made a jump, a real breakthrough in your growth in the Lord? And how, if so, then how did, those, did something like that come about for you?
1: You know, when I was 16, I had the privilege to go to a week-long youth Bible seminar. And um, the teachers there gave me, taught me something that I had never heard before, which was the principle of being in Christ, that we are in Christ. And that when we get saved, we put on Christ's righteousness and, you know, we we have his character essentially. And that was kind of a breakthrough. i had never heard it put that way before. And just that mindset shift that I am in Christ, you know, it's not my old nature anymore. That really helped me to kind of get my um, perspective right, I guess, as far as who I am as a Mm. Christian, how I'm different. Um, And the other thing at the same conference, um, it was a very life-changing conference. I heard a lot of truths that I had never heard because the church we went to just didn't preach a lot of the full gospel things. Um, And this, I also learned that, um, that God could work through me, um, that he used humans, you know, yes, God can do anything, but he uses humans to do it. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm essentially the hands and feet of God, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ on this earth. And it just opened my, my eyes to the fact that I'm not just here for myself. I'm here, you know, as his ambassador, and I am using my voice to speak his truth and my hands to show his love to other people and it just really had, you know, at 16, it was just life changing that this is um, that this is my calling is to be the hands and feet of Jesus on this earth. Oh yeah. Uh, so that was a pretty big, a pretty big jump for me. I guess the other thing I want to add is around the same time I learned that, <laughs> I mean, it, it's basic Christian knowledge, right? But that I could talk to Jesus anytime, anywhere and lift myself out of my circumstances because I was in some pretty bad circumstances that in, you know, that I couldn't change, Mm -hmm. but I could have an ongoing conversation with Jesus in my mind. And it relieved the pressure of the everyday trials that I was in. And just that constant, like I can talk anytime my mind wasn't occupied with my work, I could just be talking to Jesus as I'm working, as I'm in this bad situation at work or whatever. And, and, yeah, those are a couple of things that just were life-changing to me.
0: Wow. You know, that's so good, Kay. It's especially, you know, at that age, because I know there's people that even as they get, when they're older, they see something that impacts them much later in life. It never really hits them about the intimacy, just what you were talking about, yes. that you can have with Jesus. So you have the constant conversation uh, back and forth with him, no matter what's going on. Yes, Oh, I like that. That's so good. That's so good. Um, what are some of the things, you, know, you had this conference, that really helped you grow, and then what were some of the other things that have helped you mature in your walk with the Lord?
1: Well, I can think of two things right off. One, um, and this is probably because my um, besetting sin, if you want to call it that, tends to be my words. I tend to hurt, be hurtful with my words, hmm. was to... When I learned that I need to apologize immediately to whoever I hurt, um, no matter how awkward or embarrassing it was to go back later, you know, and that it really kind of teaches you not to do it again or to think before you speak because mm-hmm. I'm really quick with my words, and just a very that's just a very practical thing that I have learned that I learned as I matured you know, the Lord just wouldn't let it go. Like, you have to go apologize to that person. And the more that you apologize when you hurt somebody with your words, the slower you will be to, you know, repeat that. Um, And the other thing, and this is by far the biggest I tell people all the time, read the Word of God. Read the Word of God every day, every day that you can. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. a condemnation thing if you miss a day. But over the years, look at, you know, in the first 10 years, I didn't think anything about it. But Looking back now after walking with the Lord for, you know, 30 years or whatever, I can say that's the number one thing that has grown my relationship with the Lord and matured me um, in my Christian walk was reading the Word of God every single day. Some days it's one or two verses. Some days it's, you know, five chapters. Mm -hmm. Um, Most days it's somewhere in between there, you know, maybe a chapter, (laughs) half a chapter. But just and praying, I prayed, you know, it used to be dry to me to read the Word of God and I Learned that if I prayed first and asked God to open my eyes to whatever was in his word, it's just not dry anymore. I can't tell you the last time it seemed dry to me. It's just, it's amazing. It's actual food for my soul, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: I love that. You know, that's something that's so easy uh, to forget. It's Just as you were saying, it can become such a, uh, you just almost can do it by rote. Mm -hmm. Or it can be something you can really find yourself being condemned about. Right. And if you go right before the Lord, before you pray and say, Holy Spirit, you know, that is I love that. That's really nice. Uh, it's a great encouragement. Uh, if people are having a dry, you know, disciples, if you're having a dry place, Casey's giving you a wonderful a way of helping to come out of that a little bit there and seeing what the Lord has for you. Um, oh, I like that, K an awful lot. Now, how is it the Lord moved you into your calling? When I look at all the different things that you're doing. It is remarkably uh, diverse. You've got your blog. You do these devotions. You've got your recipes, which, by the way, every time I see one, it makes me hungry. <laughs> it's, they're just so they're so good, you know. You do your photography. And on top of all that, you know, you're, you're a wife and a mother as well. So how did all of this, how do you, well, one question is, how do you manage all of it? And the second is, exactly how did the Lord move you and how did you discover well this is where he's calling me
1: well as far as how i manage it i (laughs) i don't feel like i manage it all that well sometimes you know if you're doing one thing everything else is lacking so you kind of gotta you know nothing's a perfect balance i just yeah um work on one thing a while and then i do something else a while but um i did make a commitment together with my husband's encouragement, I made a commitment that my family comes first, my husband and my children come before anything else, because if I'm not present for them and if I'm not meeting their needs, then it's kind of pointless to try to minister to anyone else. But mm-hmm. um, having said that, when I was first married, you know, this the first couple of years of marriage, I forget, I, I wanted to do some ministry so badly. Um, before I got married, I wanted to be a missionary. That was like my life goal. And oh. <laughs> I got married and had kids pretty young and it was pretty clear, pretty early on that we were not going to be called into, you know, onto the mission field. Like I'd always dreamed of. Mm -hmm. And so I just told the Lord, I said, you know, use me however you can. I don't know if you'll ever call me to the mission field, but whatever's in front of me helped me to do that well, because I just felt like there's so much need everywhere. And so from, you know, the first 10 or 15 years, I was so busy raising my kiddos that I didn't really have time for anything else, but when the internet came more easily available and blogs started up, I love to write. I've always loved to write ever since I was a kid, and my, you know, elementary school teacher told me, you should write, and um, so I've always enjoyed writing. It's always been my thing, so when I, when blogging became a thing, my husband encouraged me to start one, and I started it just, just kind of for fun, and then slowly over the years, I had started getting feedback from other ladies, other ranch moms who said, Hey, you know, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I feel like I'm the only one. Mm. And I started writing more devotional type things to encourage other ranch moms. And um, it just kind of went from there. And photography kind of the same way I started out, like, I wanted to have good pictures of ranching, because at the time, we thought we were only going to be on the ranch for one or two years, and then we were going to go to something else. Well, Mm. ended up being there for 12 years. And Um, yeah, it just, I guess my main thing was, I just told the Lord, if you can use me, you know, in any way, like I'll do it, whatever, even if it's not fancy, right? Like even if it's not anything Mm -hmm. exciting, just whatever's in front of me, I just want to be an encouragement to anybody that I can in any way that I can.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, that is such a great heart to just say, Lord, like just use me and then to see what he does. Uh, as far as you know, pointing in different in different directions and right. that. So, did you? Uh, did, you got the the blog and that going in the writing and all of that, and you start you move into the photography and that, and then it just has developed um, from there in terms of continuing on with uh, with that ministry.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes.
0: Yeah. So yep. then, w- let me ask you this: Apa, as you look forward. Where do you see it going from here? Do you have any idea yet?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, as far as how I got here, I feel like it was just a kind of a gradual, you know, availability. Like, this is something you can do. This is, you you know, you enjoy doing it. Like with my Instagram, for for instance, I started it just because my sister had Instagram. So I was like, oh, this oh. is fun. I love pictures. And more and more people started following me. And then I was like, well, I can't just, you know, share a picture of my pie that i made and like (laughs) oh i made this pie this is great like i want to encourage people i mean my life is nothing i i want to point people to jesus and so the bigger my platform got the more responsibility i felt like i had to point people to jesus because after all i would be nothing without him and so and he is the great love of my life and so it only made sense to start sharing encouragement because i know there's just so many people struggle with discouragement and um and you know even with the recipes you know i just I enjoy it. It's something I enjoy doing. And so I, I'm a firm believer that everything we do, whether it's deemed creative or not should be for the glory of God. Right. And so if we right. can make a pie, we make it the best that we can and we share it because this is who God made us to be. And these are his gifts and his skills. He's yeah. So that's kind of, I guess how I got into it. But as far as where I'm going, um, <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> told somebody the other day, I'm not sure what's going on in my life right now. I'm just taking it one day at a time, but I do see um, maybe a book in the future. I would love to, I have started working on a, I kind of hesitate to say it, you know, don't hold me to it, but I've kind of started working on a story of my, of my life, uh, my younger years, especially because um, growing up was a lot of interesting adventures. I think other people would be interested in, and just to show how the Lord took me through all that. Um, Oh yeah. So I have been working on that a little bit as I can. And I would love to do a recipe book and put it out, but that hasn't even been started yet. So I always have about 10 different book ideas in my head because I'm a writer at heart. But I don't have a lot of big plans for right now. Um, as you know, I am recently began being a caregiver for my parents. And so mm-hmm.
0: I'm,
1: I'm a little overwhelmed on the home front right now. So my creative stuff has just kind of been, you know, put on the side for the moment. But it'll come back. You know, it'll mm-hmm. be all in God's time.
0: That's right, yeah, and you know, you the the I'll tell you the most wonderful thing about that Kate is that you you've got your priorities squared away, and you and just you're so trusting the Lord in terms of timing and all of that. And I'm really excited that you're looking at something uh, a, a a story, a bit of your life, and that um, that should be really uh, wonderful when you have the kind of background you've been describing and uh, to encourage other people.
1: Yeah, well, the Lord has sure brought me through a lot, and I you know, looking back, you know, in the time, like when I was a child, I thought my life was pretty hard. And sometimes it was, but looking back, I'm like, wow, God, you know, you know, you know what we need to go through so that we can minister to other people and encourage other people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. uh, that's good. Well, that's, that's something to look forward to. That's, that's really wonderful. Um, Now, what, when, as you write, what is it? Are there things that you really want to minister to people about? their particular things that are kind of an overarching uh, uh, theme, an overarching uh, principles that you want to put out there for people, or is it is the Lord just sort of put things on your heart and you write about it?
1: Um, it's. A little of both. There's times when I'm struggling with something or I'm learning something new and I just have to share it because it's so exciting to me. I'm like, wow, I didn't see it this way before. And I want to share it with other people, just <laughs> random topics. But I would say very distinct, distinctly that the number one thing I would like to share, particularly to other, other moms and wives and moms, is that God is big enough for your every day. You know, we often, people look at me like, oh, you lost your son. That's how, how can you face that? Okay. It's hard when you go through these big things like death or cancer or, you know, betrayal or whatever, but isn't it harder to do day after day after day of small things and not get peeved and irritated and hard to live with and grouchy and. You know, and I I would just love to encourage other people that it's in the everyday moments. God is big enough for that. He's big enough to give you a sweet attitude when you're, you know, when you're, when your natural attitude is not sweet. Um, Mm -hmm. He changed me. I used to be just the grumpiest person you ever met. And I'm not, I'm always happy. It's, I'm just always happy. Like I enjoy my life. And it's not because everything is perfect in my life, but it's because Jesus has given me you know, unspeakable joy. I don't know how else to say it. And Mm -hmm. so I would just love to share with people that, that my God is big enough for your everyday moments. Oh
0: man, that's really good. And you know, that is so good. And especially when you look at the world around us and where things just seem to have been going nuts and have been Mm -hmm. for a while now, to have that reassurance that, yeah, God is big enough that he is in control and that, you know, he can, he's going to pull everything through. He's got this all handled, no matter what mm-hmm. it looks like, no matter how crazy everything is, you know, right. you know, that's a wonderful, you know, uh, a wonderful purpose that the Lord's given you with that. Okay. Uh, and so needed right now. It's uh, that's really great. I love that. Um, have you had any mentors? Who's been some important mentors in your life, both in your faith and perhaps in your writing and things as well, those two things.
1: In my faith, um, I would say one of the biggest um, mentors, I guess you'd call it that, is Sally Clarkson. I don't know if you've heard of her. Hmm. Probably, she is a um, she's a writer and a mother from Colorado Springs, and she used to put on these like women's retreats. Um, but she also homeschooled her children, and she really focused on creativity, nurturing their creativity. And she writes, she's written many books. And so I've, I've followed her. It's always been very encouraging in the fact that, you know, making your home, beautiful place, pouring your love and your life and your creativity into your children and, you know, encouraging that in them. Mm -hmm. And so I've really, I've followed her for quite a few years now and she's encouraged me a lot as well as you know, just some of my friends now, you know, you had Kinsey on the, on the podcast a while back, her and I've mm-hmm. been friends for several years and she's always pointing me to the Lord and just encouraging me in the Lord. And so, yeah, those have been, Sally Clarkson has been a big influence in my life. Um Chris Dickinson has been a big influence in my photography. He has helped me a lot with just, you know, being a better photographer in general. Um mm. So that's, I guess some of the ones that w- that have influenced me.
0: Yeah. Um, now has he come along and kind of he's teaching about things like composition and all the. Yes. You know, when it comes to photography, I'm just ignorant. Uh, you know, I don't I, I don't know anything. So it's it's fascinating to me to get all the little insights from you guys yeah. about what you know what does it take. So uh, mm-hmm. that's great to have that. Uh, did you go out and do some workshops with him, things like that, or did you? Just I
1: did one. To- yeah, I went. I I was able through the generosity of other people, I was able to go to one of his workshops a few years ago and it was really good. I already had the basics of photography down, but he helped me to see things um, just to get that oomph out of a picture and to, you know, to see things in a different way. And so, yeah, that was, it was really good.
0: Now, let me, since we're on the subject right now, when we talk about a good, a good photograph, when you're out doing your work and Mm -hmm. the photography, what are some of the things, what do you look for in a good photograph? Again, I, I don't, I know things from a, from, you know, a fine art standpoint, and I'm sure there's overlap, but mm-hmm. what do you look for when you're, when you're looking at photos and when you're taking your photos, uh, how do you go, what do you think makes for a really good photograph?
1: Well, obviously composition is a big one that everyone will tell you. And I, I will agree with that for myself. I tend to like to look for a story in a picture. And so I, it's rare to, for me to just take a picture of one subject, single subject. I usually have at least two subjects in the picture that I'm, you know, that have some relationship to each other. Because I want there to be a story. I don't want to just be like, this is a beautiful horse standing on a hillside. I mean, it, it is and, it, and I can take a technically beautiful photo of that. Mm-hmm. But I would rather it be, you know, two horses, or maybe a horse and a, and a girl or a dog or something like that. Um, and so most of my photos, if, if you ever look at them will be more than one subject, because I want a story I want what's going on in this story or what's going on in this scene, I want you to feel like you're there and like there's something going on or could be happening or about mm. to. Happen. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I really look for is contrast. I love bold, beautiful, rich colors and contrast. It's just, it just gets me. So that's often what I look for is the rich colors and some type of story, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it shows in your work every time I see you when, you, when you're posting your photos and that. And I know that, you know, on an Instagram screen, they're nowhere near as colorful and with yeah. what the original, is. you get, you're kind of get an overview, you know. Yeah. But even there on those, on that size of a screen, and uh, even on your webpage where you post, and I know those don't reflect it either, but you have, uh, you have such a good sense of those. You really do a nice job with those colors. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, boy, you know, you could be going along and then boom. And that's when he keeps picture. you. It's know. so, wow, <laughs> it really grabs you. So it's very, it's great. You can see where you've, uh, you're, you're picking up your own voice, which is something that all of us do, Yeah, uh, you know, is to try to develop your own voice in different yes. things. Oh, that's really good. Now, what's the greatest joy about what you do?
1: I love when either I can help somebody, um, encourage somebody in some way or if they like try a recipe and they you know message me and say hey I tried it it was so good or they look at a even when they look at a picture and say wow that's beautiful like it makes me like (laughs) might sound crazy but I feel like I'm like not I'm I'm standing there looking at it with them right and I'm like I know it's so pretty but it's not like wow I did this that's not how I feel about it. I just feel like I know isn't that a beautiful scene? I'm so happy I caught it (laughs) and (laughs) It just, when other people take joy, whether it's my pictures or making one of my recipes and it works for them and they like it, or reading something that encourages them, it just really blesses me when I can, in some small way, you know, make someone else's day better for whatever reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's really good. Um, how does the Lord minister to you when you're in any of these endeavors? How does he minister to you as you do your, your creative work?
1: Well, it... It varies depending, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing photography, a lot of times I'm kind of by myself Mm -hmm. and uh, just whether it's a sunset, that's just amazing or whether it's, you know, cowboys working at a branding and everything's going according to the rhythm or whether, you know, no matter what it is, I, in that moment, I'm just like, wow, I'm just like in awe of God's creation, whether it's, Mm. yeah, the sunset or horses and men who are able to work together in such harmony It just makes me just go, wow, God, you know, you're amazing what you can do. Mm -hmm. And it just really increases my awe of God every single time it happens. And then, you know, when I'm writing, a lot of my stuff does tend to be um, devotional type. And I often end up doing a lot of research in scripture um, for whatever topic I'm writing on. And that's just more scripture. And whenever I read scripture, it just fills my heart right up and convicts me and encourages me and, so either way, it's yeah it's just the Lord always ministers to my heart,
0: oh man, that's good uh it's you know the, I really love what you said there about but uh, the not only how when people's uh feedback to you, how that makes you feel and that, but then yeah. the awe that you have when you yes. see uh what God's doing and you know what he's created you' you're, and you're yes. capturing capturing that yes. that's that's really wonderful um now this is I want to in terms of your work and then even in a broader context from a societal standpoint, because this is uh, it's something I'm interested to get people's perspectives on and that is that these things your writing, your blogging, all of that expands the kingdom of God. what is it what, how do, how does this work and the other types of, of creative arts, how do they expand and advance
1: Well, you know, I believe that God has many different facets of his personality and his character. And one of them being creative. I mean, look at all the beauty he created, just (laughs) amazing, intricate, and, you know, from big to small, like he has created so much beauty. And some of it, like, there's no reason for other than he must love beauty. And he must love all these creative, I mean, all the different types of birds and the different types of flowers. And so, and landscape, you know, and people. And so I feel like, creative people it's our duty to share this is the creative side of God and you know some people are really good at woodworking and I'm terrible at woodworking but I can take a picture and share it to people who you know and I just feel like creatives in general were just showing the world a lost world you know that God is beautiful he loves beautiful things Um, you know it's a side you know he's not just a guy up there just waiting to drop the hammer on somebody he has he loves beauty and so we can share that, the beauty and the goodness of God. And it's one side of his personality, if you want to say it that way. I mean, it sounds kind of crazy to talk about God <laughs> in human terms, but um, that's kind of my feeling on it is that Christians who are creative, like it's almost our duty to share this, that this is, this is God, you know, and, and also, you know, those who are very talented like yourself in your in your art to give the glory to God, I mean that's also something that is not common in this world. You know, most people want to be famous in their own right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if we're willing to give God the glory for all of our talents, you know, and just point everything back to him, it just gives us, it's just another, another opportunity to share with people about the goodness of God.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boy, I like that a lot. There's, you know, the Lord puts us and gives us these areas of influence, these circles of influence uh, to be able to do that. And uh, I, so many times, uh, people don't realize, I don't think, uh, you know, and I'm sure you've seen the same thing. They don't realize how powerful a particular image can be or a word, yes. put just the right way. Yes. How power. And they don't even, some, I'm sure, I bet you've had this experience, okay, where you've, uh, you've written something and you thought, oh, you know, you thought, yeah, it's good. But, you, you know, you don't think he's an exception. And all of a sudden you find out. That, man, the Lord has just magnified that because there was something that really uh, it, yes. impacted a lot of people in ways you wouldn't even thought of.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. That's very, it's, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, now, how do you keep your creativity? Do you have ups and downs? I, most people seem to do yeah, some though.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now, how do you, when you're in one of those low spots... How do you how do you you bring your creativity back up what do you have things you do or is it you know what's the whole uh, how, how's that work in you
1: well it, it, it varies but I would a lot of times it it helps me just to switch mediums so mm. if I'm you know kind of in a funk with photography I'll just take up writing for a while and just kind of leave photography on the shelf the other thing I do is do something different you know if I've been photographing landscape too long after a while I'm just like guys, I got to get, you know, a cowboy or a horse or something like that because (laughs) I'm tired of just mountains and whatever. So, you know, just changing up either what I'm doing with my art or taking something different. Um, recently I started, I started messing around with watercolor painting and I I have never painted my life. I have no clue how to do it, but it is so relaxing to me to just try something different and kind of get my mind out of the same old grooves, you know, and, Mm -hmm. And just try something different so that's usually what i do is um you know in my photography is switch it up in in my writing either switch topics or just start a different project you know and leave the first one sit for a little bit until i can come back to it but Mm -hmm. uh yeah
0: yeah oh that's good uh that's interesting you know we all struggle with that and it's so nice to hear how different people uh navigate those down yes they're going to hit all of us at some point or another, you know. Now, mm-hmm. how did you end up you, – when you got married, I'm, I'm curious about the whole ranching end of things. You said you, you got married. You sure. kind of moved into that. How did that happen? So when,
1: when I got married, my husband was a carpenter, and we lived in the Midwest, and he was a carpenter for like five years, but he loved horses and cowboying. He always had wanted to do that. Well, my sister married a cowboy, oh. <laughs> oddly enough, and so – we would go out and visit my sister, you know, on the ranch every summer for the first five years of our marriage. And then at at some point, this cowboy brother-in-law said, Hey, I need a guy out here. Could you move out next month? And of course my husband looked at me and I was like, sure, why not? You know, (laughs) so we just packed everything we had into a horse trailer and we moved to Colorado. And, um, again not knowing you know how long this job would be mm-hmm. well that job lasted about 9 months and then he actually had to go back into construction for about a year and then he lost his job because the economy was kind of in a downturn that 2007 era
0: oh sure and, okay uh,
1: and then he had by that point because of his 9 months of cowboying which is where he kind of learned to rope and stuff with his brother-in-law um he had learned to know a few ranchers up here in Wyoming and so when he lost his job with construction, he called one of his cowboy buddies up here. He's was like, hey, do you know of anything? You know, I'm, I'm losing my job. And i just wondering if you, if you know of anything. And, and his buddy said, hey, I just leased a new ranch and I need somebody on it full time. Can you be here next week? <laughs> 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 and so once again, we're like, sure, we can do it. And so we moved up. And at the time, we didn't know because we were going to church in Colorado. We was pretty invested with our church family there. And so we thought, well you know, maybe temporarily until we can find something closer to church. Mm -hmm. Well, it just went one year after another, after another. And here we still are, you know, 12, 13 years later. (laughs) And uh, we've been on several different ranches in Wyoming over the last, you know, however long, but yeah, my husband really, really enjoyed the cowboy thing and became quite good at it as he is at anything he sets his mind to. And so, I loved the ranch life, you know. I was like, this is great. So. Oh,
0: that's really wonderful. Uh, now, did, had he had uh, any experience like with horses or anything? Uh, he had
1: horses growing up. Him okay. and his, his dad and his brothers, they would come out and go elk hunting in the mountains and, you know, take horses to pack out the meat and stuff like that. So he had horses, I think, most of his life, or at least several years, they had some horses. So we had one horse, when he came out here, one horse, and he went and bought a secondhand saddle. Um, for that was a good roping saddle and that's what he had to start with and <laughs> the horse had never been roped off of before anything but yeah he didn't have any experience with ranching but he did have some you know horseback riding experience mm-hmm.
0: so oh man yeah. that, that's really good now how did you guys meet
1: well our families knew each other since before we were born they had went to the same church several times and um so we You know, I don't remember when I met him because we'd always known each other. We kind of went in the same circles church wise and saw each other now and then every few years. Um, But then when we were, I was 19 and my church youth group went to this other church for some kind of meetings or something. And he was there and we saw each other. It's like, oh, haven't seen you in a while, you know? And so we caught up and, and then um, it's kind of a long story, but my dad, was going to go to Central America to a mission just for a couple of months. And he said, I need somebody to help me drive through Mexico because Mexico is, you know, not the best place always. And so this, so my husband, my now husband at the time said, Hey, I was just down there. I would like to go down again and visit my friends. So I'll drive with you. And so he went with us and we drove, I mean, it took us like a week to drive down there. And so we were together every day, you know, for a week. And by the time we got down there, he was ready to ask me out. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah.
0: Oh, that's a, oh, I love that. That's a great story. You know, it's so I love hearing how the Lord puts people together and, you know, uh, just how that all works out. Because everybody has wonderful stories on that front. So that's really great. Now, is there a particular uh, passage of Scripture that has been ministering to you or has ministered to you recently?
1: Um, there's a verse that has become kind of my go-to over the last... Oh, 10 years or so. And that's the verse, um, the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Mm. That one I come back to all the time because there is so much unrest in my life and in all of our lives in our world. You know, just everything wants to get you stressed out and worried. And when I keep my eyes on Jesus, like it just reminds me, keep your eyes on Jesus. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and your mind You know, and so that one—I—that's kind of my kind of my life verse, I guess you could Mm. uh,
0: say—that
1: I come back to all the time.
0: Well, it's it's sure needed. That is such a wonderful promise of the Lord, and man, is it ever needed now? That is for sure. That's really wonderful. Uh, Now, give us as we kind of get ready to close out here. uh, Give us a a final word of encouragement to the listeners uh, that you would have for them.
1: Well, my number one encouragement would be to read the Word of God as much as you can every day. It's not a condemnation thing, but just as an encouragement, like it really will feed your soul and keep your mind on straight. I always always say, you know, it gets my mind straight. And mm-hmm. the other thing is, you know, for Christian creatives, it's, it's very easy in the creative world to get off track of Christianity and the gospel and to stray from the gospel and to do what society wants you to do. And yeah. I just feel like it's so important to have a couple of other, even one other Christian creative person, whether it's online, you know, maybe you've never even met them, somebody online or somebody in real life. I have an online friend and, a, you know, in real life friend that I can talk to about creative thing, one for photography, one for writing that just can encourage you both in your walk with the Lord and in your creative endeavors and, and also to help you keep your focus on Jesus and not on, you know fame and fortune which is so easy to go there
0: oh, when you man, start getting a no. little
1: bit of success and then it's just like okay then what's going to sell you know what are people going to like which yes. i'm not saying like for some of us it's a business and we have to consider that but at the end of the day you know we can't compromise our walk with the lord and so i just feel like having other christian creatives even like your your devotional you know that i follow is just it's so helpful to say, okay, here's someone else who's creative and loves creative artsy things, but also loves the Lord, you know?
0: Mm hmm. Uh, that, that's, I really love that. Um, you, you know, it is it's such a temptation to uh, just get a hold off into the world. And you were seeing it in the church in so many different ways. And because the arts are at such a cutting edge that we're, you know, the, the artist of any genre, is at the yes. cutting edge of because this is where uh, the impact is made to the masses. It's whether it's writing, photography, uh, fine arts, movies, all of that. Yes. And you are dead right. It's so easy to just go, man, just go peeling off, and all of a sudden you're sideways. Yep. Um, I love that, what you, what you said there, having some accountability partners and people who can encourage you yes. um, that you can be straight up with in that. Boy, that's good, Kay. Well, how we're going to wrap it up here. How can people keep in touch with you? Because I know they're going to want to.
1: <laughs> well, usually you can find me on my Instagram. Um, ranch mom, which my Instagram is a underscore ranch underscore mom. And you can always find me on there. My I'm not on there as much as I used to be because I'm pretty busy, but I do check my, I do check it every now and then I kind of go in spurts. Also, you can always email me a ranch at gmail.com. Okay. And of course, my blog, ranch So <laughs> you can find me at one of those places one way or the other.
0: Great. That is super. Well, Kay, I want to thank you so much because I know you're busy. You have a lot of things going on. And I want to thank you so much coming on the show and sharing everything that you did you had so many wonderful things uh, and i know people are going to be encouraged by hearing from you
1: well thank you it was my pleasure
0: and disciples be sure to listen and to like and to share the podcast whenever you get a chance to Uh, you can keep in touch with me on gab and on instagram at the creators calling And the music on the podcast is by Chris Mattson Worship, and you can keep in touch with him at Chris Mattson Worship on Instagram and YouTube. And don't forget to join me next time as we walk together following Jesus and listening for the Creator's calling. Bye for now.